Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name is Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. How are you this morning on this fine Monday, this crisp, late autumnal, early winter November morning? It's bucketing down in London. I don't know what it's like up there, but I'm feeling reasonably positive. It's actually, the sun is shining here in the northeast. Right? Uh, I see it's crisp. There's a, a, a chill in the air, but it's not unpleasant. It's I'm certain- pretty sure one of those spurious happiness um, polls was on the news over the weekend, claiming that Sunderland was one of the happiest places to live in the UK. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. And if you saw the video that's doing the rounds on Twitter over the last 24 hours of the Sunderland man going for a ride on the bonnet of a taxi, you, looking at your face, you obviously haven't seen it yet, Sam. No, it's that sounds it's, great. it's a man who seems to have sustained some kind of facial and head injury who is uh, lying or sitting up on a bonnet of a taxi that is driving at about 17 miles an hour. And he's uh, he, he seems to be confused. Uh, he seems to be slightly aggrieved that he's on the bonnet of this taxi and the driver... <laughs> oh, you would be. The, well, but at the same time, he's not that aggrieved because it's heading in the direction of where he lives. And the, the, <laughs> the driver, for some reason, is driving along with him on the bonnet um, and... This fella is saying that the, the driver pushed him onto the bonnet. I don't know whether he, he got in the way of the taxis that was pulling away, fell back onto the bonnet, and the driver's just kind of gone Scooped with it. him up almost. Yeah, and it, it goes on. There's two videos. It goes on for about four minutes altogether, and it, it ends with the, what seems to be the arrival of the police. But it's it's joyous. And, uh, is it illegal to ride on the bonnet of a taxi? Well, this is what in the Sunderland. Man, this is what the man in question, it's the, pause, the question that he pauses... While he's on the bonnet, he says, "I'm pretty sure this is illegal," and um, <laughs> I think it will be. I don't think it's Do going to catch on. Do you know the man? I don't know Do the man. Know? No, we don't know each other. We don't know each other. I don't know everyone in Sunderland. He lives on the yeah. side of the river as well, and there's a bit of a rivalry between mu- north and south friends. sides of the river. Is there? What? Of the there's rivalry between north and south of the way. A bit. How, how do you character? What are you, north or south? I'm south. Uh, are you born and bred south of the river? Yeah. You, how do you characterise people north of the river? Snooty. We, uh, I don't know because there's sort of snooty areas of either side. It's just it's just a mutual um, suspicion and mistrust. Yeah. When in, when in fact that, we're, we're 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 much more the same than we are different. But you know. Well, that's true, and you know, just like the Bond villains always say to James Bond, we are quite alike, <laughs> you and I. And I've always felt like saying that to Millwall fans when there's a derby where Stan Millwall is like, yeah. "Come on, yeah. you know, there's we we have there there is more that." But there is more that unites us than divides us. Than divides us. I've got up before and shouted that, but it's never gone down well. Would you get a coin in the side of the head? Yeah, get the old uh, golf ball treatment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll I'll tweet that out from the the Time Machine Twitter account because if you haven't seen it, it's it's 
It's a glorious four minutes of entertainment. This is it! Let's look at the weekend's football, Sam. Because that's why we're here. We're here for a... At the action yeah. and update our prediction league. Now then, very, very tight this weekend between yourself, me and uh, results bot. Mm. And I'm here to reveal that we all scored a mere three points at the weekend. Shit. Yeah. I, that's not, that's good for you. It's not bad for results spot. It's bad for me. I can't afford to be doing this. Well, it's but here's here's how it looks now. I'm on 26 at the top of the table. Results spot's just one behind on 25. You're on 20, so you know you need to catch up. You had all the work to do at the weekend. You made some some what looked like sensible predictions. Out of the five matches, we all got three results correct, but not actual score lines. Nobody yeah. got a single score line correct. So you know, we I think we played the percentages a little bit. We didn't. Do you know what I did yesterday? I um tried to mitigate um against the emotional loss Mm. with with gambling, and um I thought it would mean that I'd be all right either way on Sunday night, right? Mm -hmm. Because what I did was this: I don't usually gamble on the football, but I'd heard that some bookies were offering 10 to 1 on United to beat City. Right. And I thought, well, I've predicted 2-0 City. Mm-hmm. And it this shows, once and for all, if there was any doubt, the degree to which you, and particularly that metal dickhead, are inside my mind. Yeah. Because I'm so nervous on Saturday about how I'm going to do in the predictions league. Quite right. That I decide, no, Sunday, I decide to mitigate by going on the uh, football app I won't name it because obviously we're in the market for getting sponsorship off these these bookmakers. So I don't want to alienate any of the others. But the one that I happen to have on my phone, I've gone on it. I've got eight to one on United to win. So I thought, fuck it. If I put a tenner on that, then if I don't get the result I want, I will still get 80 80 quid in my pocket. (laughs) And I thought, and for fuck's sake, that is actually rude to Manchester United in a two-horse race in a Manchester derby to put them at eight to one. It's just silly. Three-horse race, Sam, because the draw's in play as well. All right, well, whatever. It's fucking rude. (laughs) I just thought, you know, look, I'm not here to defend Man United, but it's just stupid. So I had had a tenner on that. I also had a little bit of money on Sterling to score first. Now, neither of those things happened. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get the correct scoreline either. So really, I came away 10 quid, well, 15 quid down, yeah. plus only one point. Then for Fulham, Fulham were 28 to 1 to beat Liverpool. And I thought, this is stupid. <laughs> Gambling's gone mad. So yeah. obviously, I had two quid on it. Of course you did. I had two quid on that. And the draw was 11 to 1. So I had two quid on that That'd as well. Been worthwhile, yeah, possibly. 11 to 1, the draw. Mm. Anyway, I lost £4. Yeah. And and I didn't get the correct scoreline. You see, so you, you you're now you're thinking about results spot. Mm. I did this all because of results spot. <clears throat> and I've lost money and I've made yeah. no fucking gain on him whatsoever. Yeah, I just want to pick you up on something you just said there a minute ago, <clears throat> which was um, gambling's gone crazy when you mm. mentioned that 28 to 1 for Fulham to win. Yeah. Gambling yeah. hasn't gone crazy. Gambling got it right. You, Sam Delaney, went crazy by being attracted to those 28 to 1 odds yeah. and putting your money on it. So Gambling, well, I hesitate, again, in the interest of um, pursuing a lucrative sponsorship mm, deal with one yes, of please. the plethora of bookies out there, I hesitate to criticise the gambling industry. But in a way, it is stupid, isn't it? 
I mean, no, they're not stupid, but people like doing things like I did are stupid. Yeah, you are the epitome of stupidity. Mm. And when they say always gamble responsibly, it's people like you that they're addressing, putting in fucking stupid uh, when money. When the fun when the fun stops, start <laughs> something like that. <laughs> When That's the, been a maxim I've lived by in all areas of my life, not just gambling. When the fun starts, when the fun stops, bring on Start. the fun. Or also, when the fun starts, <clears throat> stop. I don't know. Don't know. Well, either way, um, it's been a bad weekend. There's been no shift around at all in our no, standings. No, and I went into this weekend confident. Even Wolves fucking got a point at Arsenal, which I didn't see coming. None of us saw that. None of us saw no. that one coming. Yeah, we've um, we've uh, we've we're all one week closer to the end of the season, and we're all still in the same points and in the same position. So, well, the busy Christmas <clears throat> period can all can sometimes be a turning point. It can, Andy. yeah. There's the transfer window as well. I don't know what that means, yeah. but it might have some effect no. on it. Probably yeah. not. I don't know if there's any bonus points to be had out of that. <clears throat> there might be. So you'll watch Manchester City versus Manchester United then. Yeah, and. Um, the 44-pass well, pa- goal that City scored yeah. for the third one. It was, um, it was... Oh, you know what we should do before we analyse this? Oh, what? I think this deserves a journey over there to our... Tactics board! And here we are at the Tactics board yet again. Oh, It's looking good. It's looking good. Isn't it? Yeah, it looks like you've given it a shine-up over the weekend. A, I gave it a bit of a polish last night, yeah. With some pass, 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 pass. Passing is become increasingly popular Mm. in the modern game. It is. And yesterday, here's a stat for you. Stat zone. Hang on, I thought we were at the tactics board. What's going on? Yeah, you can combine them both. (laughs) 44 points, 44 passes leading up to a goal. Yeah. Still, though, you still only get one goal. You don't get any bonus goals for extra passing. And also, it was incredibly boring to watch. The 44 pass Passing is boring. I've said this for years. I watched... I the watched best, the... What are the best bits about football? Tackles. Yeah. Headers. Yeah. Headers. Yeah. Long shots. Long shots and when a dog or a cat get on or near the pitch. Yeah. Those are all the best bits. Or if it's a night right? match, a bat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> These are the bits that the people want. Passing <laughs> is easily the most boring part of football. <laughs> it was terrible. I watched it again this morning just to make sure... Because somebody had tweeted it and gone, oh, this glorious, sumptuous 44-pass move. Oh, just soak it up, drink it in. Mm, mm, mm. So I watched mm. it again. And then like halfway through it, they go back in their own half and knock it across yeah. the back line for a bit. And I just thought, fuck off. Yeah, you I've know. got better things to do. I've got a busy life. Yeah. I haven't got time to watch all this bit pissing about. It's like going. It's like if I wanted that kind of self-indulgent bullshit, I'd fucking go to a jazz concert. Exactly. There's loads of jazz concerts in London every night of the week. I bet there is. And see some twat on a fucking trombone do a 18-minute solo where a bunch of wankers in yeah. polonecks and berets clap and nod approvingly, pretending that they know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. That is the equivalent of watching Manchester City pass the opposition to death. Uh, right. Uh, you might as well be watching jazz music. I think it could be wrong, but more thereabouts that the um, the length of that forty four pass movement that led to the goal is almost exactly the same length as the first part of the video of the lad on the bonnet of the taxi in Sunderland. Exactly. And, and how's you your time them, better spent? If you were to put them side by side, I know which one I'd watch. Yeah, 
Then there was the, well, I don't know if you've seen another video going around this morning of some BBC show where a woman who seems to be some sort of Neanderthal slash voice expert (laughs) and she's explaining how the voice box of the Neanderthal was different to the voice box of, you know, me and you, the modern day gentleman. And she had this bloke who I think was an actor, but he was fucking weird. Ah. And she's, she's instructing him how to adapt his voice so yeah. he can demonstrate to us, the viewer, how a Neanderthal would have sounded. I think I've seen Which this really before. is a lot of effort to go through for something that no one really gives a fuck about. True. I mean, what difference does it make to you or I? It's not like Memorial Day. Like, yeah. Memorial Day, yeah, you're supposed to think about what happened in the war because it, you know, is respectful to the people who gave their lives. And it also is a warning yeah. in these troubled times of just how awful war is. Yeah. So... That is one one case, Andy, where I think looking back on history is worthwhile. But what? But having a whole program on the BBC paid for by our license fees, right? We give our license fees for this. Some batty old woman gets encourages an actor to speak in the manner that she imagines and is speculating ah. a caveman might have spoken. Listen. I've seen Carry On Caveman and Terry Scott's rendition of what a caveman sounded like is perfectly fine for me. I don't need to see any other version because that's the best version. It's hilarious. We all know cavemen talk like this. Wife, woman, you're my woman. Like They're a bit like Tarzan in a way. So... Anyway, this video's going round and it is really funny because she's got this bloke and she's cajoling him into speaking in the manner of the Neanderthal how, man. How does a Neanderthal sound? <laughs> but it's funnier. you got to watch him because she's making this man, this actor, do it. And he's so he gets so deep into it that he's almost like a method actor. And he, he, goes, he goes a bit Neanderthal and scary. Yeah. Um, but again... Here is a video that, although I think it's pointless, because, like I say, <laughs> we have nothing to gain from knowing how a Neanderthal yeah. spoke. It's irrelevant to our lives, yeah. right? Having said that, this video is fucking funny <laughs> and is a much better use of your time than watching Man City effectively <laughs> wank each other off. What That's they're what doing it was, is wasn't wa- it? They're, they're, they're wanking off their manager yeah. and all of their fans. Uh, I think it's tedious. And I also, I'm starting to think, mate, I don't know if this is a popular point of view or not because I don't interact with other football fans much. No, no, So I don't know. I think that Pep Guardiola is in fact a prick. Hmm. Is that, is it, could I be right? Um, I don't look at him and I think you're not a prick, mate. Um, There's, there's... (laughs) I wouldn't say so he hasn't a, passed that initial test. I wouldn't say he's a he's a complete prick. I would say he's a bit of a prick. He's very vain. Yeah, he is yeah. very vain. Yeah, if he was made of chocolate, he'd very much eat himself. Yeah, and like someone comes off a sub, he makes everything about him. Yeah, so he makes a substitution, and when the player comes off the pitch, he grabs them really intensely yeah. and talks to them in a very animated way. Yeah, and what he's trying to do there is to demonstrate to everyone watching at home that he is a Svengali. Mm. He is he is a genius, yeah. right? He is a coach who is inside the minds of these young men yeah. and inspiring them to, to, to all of these great things. They made a whole television show about it mm-hmm. where he was always coming out with all of these things. Like, he felt 
that he was a, a genius capable of, like, P- Professor X from the X-Men. Yeah. Right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking started rocking up in a wheelchair, by the way, just to make himself <laughs> look more special. <laughs> and uh, and the truth is, Pep Guardiola, if you're listening, all that shit you're doing, all that showboating yeah. about how you've elevated football coaching to some sort of art slash science, yeah. right, is bullshit. Because the truth is what he did is... You took a load of money, which increasingly looks like laundered money, right? <laughs> you took a load of money, but I mean, that's neither here nor there, and probably not true for the sake of your lawyers, right? If you're listening, but you take, <laughs> do it yeah, Right? You've taken all this money, and you've very simply gone mm. out and bought all of the best the players best in the players world. The best players in the world, yeah. And then you yeah. put them out on the pitch and told them to win a game, yeah. which they've done because they're the best players in the world, yeah. right? And... Read any book about management, whether it's Alex Ferguson or Brian Clough or any of the other greats, it all fucking ultimately comes down to getting good players and then being motivated. And the best players are kind of self-motivated anyway, because mm. that's what makes that's them the best players. That's the best, yeah. And it is really vain, right down to all of that fucking wearing a round neck jumper instead of a proper suit and all the rest of it. It's all about him. Mm. He's a vain prick. Yeah. It's it's a, a self-aggrandizing management. I'm going to use air fingers here. Style. Yeah. It's a management yeah. style he's got, but it isn't because there's nothing going on. It's just it's piss and he's wind. He's just got a load of good players, and yeah. and uh, at Barcelona, he had all the best players. He had Lionel Messi plus Iniesta and all these other lads. He had the best team in the world. He went to Bayern Munich. It's fucking one team league. Mm-hmm. In, he went into Bayern Munich as well at the best possible time when uh, Borussia Dortmund were going through a sort of transitional period mm. as Klopp faded away and then they tried. So they had no competition. Yeah. So when, because, when's he been, te- because when's he Bayern, been tested? Because Bayern Munich had bought all of Dortmund's best players. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> so when has this bloke been tested? I look Never. at someone like Van Gaal, right, who didn't have a great time at United, but he won the league and the Champions League with Ajax, using, t- using players who were... Basically, the youth team yeah. that they brought through the ranks and turned into the best team in the world, right? Then he went to a Barcelona team who at the time weren't blessed with the same sort of players they had in Guardiola's era. I think he won the league there, right? But the best thing he ever did was he rocked up at some fucking second-rate Dutch team and won the league with them. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. He went down a level to prove himself. Exactly. Guardiola, let's see how you get on in the Southampton job. Well, you know, riddle me this. Who is the better manager? Pep Guardiola, who spent billions of pounds on fees and wages on the best players in the world, or Jack Ross, who took over a fucking batshit mental club, Sunderland, yeah. in League One, has had fuck all to spend money-wise and has guided us to winning the last seven matches. Seven matches seven, in a row you've Seven won. wins on the bounce now. Well, I tell you what, I tell you who's got the better name, Jack Ross, any day exactly. of the week. Exactly. Pep Guardiola, Prick's name. And no, that's not xenophobic before you write in. It's just the name Pep is ridiculous. It's like yeah. Pip, Pip Schofield, right? <laughs> Jack Ross is a name you can bloody well trust. You can rely on it, can't you? You can. It's a dependable name. Detective it's the sort of Jack name you Ross. could creosote your garden fence with and know it would be good under harsh weather conditions for yeah. five years afterwards. I've actually got a creosote reference in my notes for this podcast, so we might oh, get back to creosote a bit later on. Another potential sponsorship deal. Yeah, definitely. We'll take anything. Talking points. 
He's something I've been meaning to say for a couple of weeks now. You know, at the start of a match where you've got that um, that shot of the two teams coming out of the tunnel together and the referee comes out and the yeah. match ball is on that plinth and the referee yeah. takes the ball from the plinth and the, the, the end yeah. of the field of play. With all the money that's swimming around in football these days, would it cost so much to have a jet of air coming up from that plinth so that yeah. the ball is levitating in Hobbit. midair? It's fucking easy. I mean, I could sort that out. I know most, people who can do that sort of thing. It's the most I know people thing in the, the, world, in the jet. It? I know people in the jet industry. Of course you do. You, you've got le- connections to fucking uh, Ridley Scott's hand dryer. It's the same mechanism, yeah, isn't it? We'll turn one of those fuckers upside down. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. I might actually try and make contact with Ridley's people because that's the sort of project I could imagine him getting quite into. Oh, definitely. I mean, he'll want something in return. Yeah. Like sponsorship of the Premier League. Because he's, he's a visioneer, isn't he? Scott Premier League, yeah. maybe. He's a visioneer. Um, he would see that as a, a spectacle. It's, it's something to be strived towards. The only thing about him is when he gets involved in any business venture, you'll always, at some point along the line, have to introduce a robot or alien life form element. Well, we've got a robot, haven't we? We've got results, but... Well, yeah, I mean, he could sponsor us, but I'm yeah. saying if he gets involved in the Premier League... You get right to the point of signing a contract with Ridley Scott yeah. on one of these deals. And right at the last minute, you think, this is great. He's agreed to sponsor the Premier League he, for a five-year period. He's outbid Barclays and all of the other brand sponsors. Uh, he just wants his face on the ball. That's fine. Yeah. And he wants his face to replace the face of that lion that they currently use. On the plinth. Leo the lion, <laughs> yeah. the Premier League mascot, right? And that's all fine because he's paying the money and, and we think this is good. And then right at the lot, and he's also going to provide these jet power ball holders, yeah, ball, invisible jet ball plinths, yeah. And he's going to provide one of them to every league in the, in the every uh, club in the league. Great. And then at last minute, he goes, someone's forgotten to put the clause in about the uh, automaton referees. <laughs> and they go what? And he goes, the automaton referees that I will be building and programming. <laughs> So every match has to be presided over by a robot man. And you go, oh, hang on a minute. Well, I thought that, I'm sure we discussed this. Did my people not get in touch? And then it's happened time and time again, whatever he gets involved in. It was like, you know, the director's cut, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. All the, like the car they're in turns into a giant transformer. Yeah, exactly. And starts shooting rockets at the police. So that's the only problem. But, it might be worth it, like you say, because he has the jet-powered technology that could really take them to the next level. Yeah, definitely. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Yeah. 1-0 win for Spurs. Um, Pochettino, it was pissing down with rain. And Pochettino was wearing a hat, but he also had a hood on his coat, but the hood wasn't over the hat. He was using the hat to protect himself from the rain, which I yeah. thought was ridiculous because the hat is absorbent. It's useless. And he had a hood that he didn't utilise, whereas right. Roy Hodgson had neither a hat nor a hood. Right, he's old school, isn't he? Roy Hodgson stood there just getting drenched. Um, old school. Do you think that's what it is? Is it as simple as that, old school? Do you think... It- I, well, there's two things with Hodgson. With, with Pochettino, he's a, he's a Latin American... He's from Argentina. He doesn't. He's not skilled in the ways of rain protection Rainwear. because he he hasn't had enough experience of it. So he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He thinks a hat's sufficient. I mean, the only hat that you that would be sufficient is one of those hats that have a little brolly attached to them. You know the type uh, I mean. Novelty ones, yeah. Novelty yeah. hat. They probably have them in the Tottenham club shop. So he could have got one of those. That would have been sufficient. Or he could have, uh, as he, far could, as, he could have, I just interrupt you there, he could have worn a waxed Stetson. Now, yeah, a waxed, a waxed hat a waxed, or a waxed a Stetson Manchester style have, hat. The wax would have repelled the water and it also then would have collected in the brim and it could have emptied it out under the touchline at various intervals during the match. He could have picked it up and emptied it yeah. over someone's head in yeah. the goal celebration. He could have. The one goal that they scored. Uh, yeah, so he missed a trick there, but he's still learning. He's still learning. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, this is like Spurs fans saying that. Well, he hasn't won a trophy yet, but we're improving. He's been here mm. for fucking five years now, and if he doesn't know not to put his hood up when it's raining, then perhaps he's never going to know that. And by the same token, perhaps he's never going to win a trophy. So, do you think Daniel Levy should, should be thinking about letting him go? I'd be, I'd be. Do you think it, it would be the final straw? I think it might be. Yeah, it might be time to get him in and have a long chat about about first of all results, secondly, um, rainwear. Come in, Maurizio. Yeah. Sit down. I've got something to show you. And then he puts up a big board, and it's a picture of him mm-hmm. getting soaked in his hat. Yeah. He goes, look at that. Now look at this. And he gets a picture out of Hodgson. He goes, look at that. Mm. What does that say to his players? What message is he sending out to his players? I'm brave. I'm not letting a bit of rain bother me, you know, and nor should you worry about the rain or anything else. Keep fighting. Yeah. Your players are looking at you and thinking that you look like a big tart Mm. in your fucking silly hat that offers no fucking protection whatsoever. They've lost all faith in your ideas and your strategies because you can't even look after your fucking self. You're like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you would think that um, Pochettino would be able to utilise a poncho, wouldn't you? Seeing as he's from Argentina, which is pretty much next mm. door to Mexico, where they all wear ponchos, <laughs> you would yeah. think he would it would it'd be in his second nature just to, to get a fucking waterproof poncho and put that on. I think he's had a breakdown, effectively. Do you I think, think that's what it like is? Ones. I, think, I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see him walk out for a match, start bollock naked next. Yeah, I think the pressure's Probably. got to him. Yeah. And he's lost all sight of what's fucking right and wrong. Hodgson, meanwhile, is... Um, the, well, there's one of three explanations. Either he's fucking so old school mm. that he's going out there to show his players, as I've just described, a show of strength. Yeah. Right? Uh, he is kind of just impervious to rain. He doesn't even notice it's there because mm. he's such he's such an English... Such a traditional Englishman. He spent so much time in rain that by his age, and mm. I believe he's about 95... 
he literally doesn't even notice the difference between whether it's sunny or rainy. Yeah, he's just so leathery, uh, it just the, slides off the, him. The, the, the third possible explanation is that he's just fucking f- full Alzheimer's now mm. and he doesn't fucking know. He's there on the touchline, he's soaked with rain, he keeps asking his assistant manager, who is, um, <laughs> who is it? Uh, Fuck knows. Fucking, you know the one who is his is his best mate. He was a he was a he was a he was at England as well. I don't oh, know. I can't remember. Is it his Todd Grip? Has he got a Todd Grip? Yeah, you know who he is. He's he's a famous name. Name escapes me. But anyway, he keeps saying to him, "Have I had my breakfast?" Mm. And while he just gets fucking yeah. rained on. I I think it's something like that. I mean, it, you're saying that Pochettino's in the early stages of a breakdown. I think yeah. that um, Hodgson has has been through the breakdown probably during the England phase. He's now he's right out the other side, and he's just in full on Arthur Fowler Christmas tree mode permanently. He's in the shed, and he's just standing he's had the there. Christmas club money, yeah. and he's in the shed. Yeah, he's standing there with the rain pouring down on his head, and he feels nothing. So he doesn't mm. give a fuck. He doesn't even know what's happening. So yeah. it could be Alzheimer's. It could be. Well, they could both Fowler. end up in the same fucking funny farm. The way things are yeah. heading. Yeah, this is it. Uh, when I was watching the Manchester derby, um, and it, I, I picked up on an interesting thing that the commentator said, I nearly texted you about it at the <laughs> right. time to sort of sense check whether I had heard it correctly. <laughs> but then I thought, no, I'll discuss. I'll wait to discuss this in a, in a live environment. Yeah, uh, he said that David Silva was waving good, saying goodbye to the Spain national team in a friendly match next week. Oh or soon. no, really? Right. And he said that it's like the Rooney situation. Yeah. He's got a lot of caps and he's doing one last cap ceremonially. Oh, I don't know whether it's because it's a hundredth or what. And he said, but rather than do an entire half of a game or whatever like Rooney's doing, what he's doing is he's turning up for this Spain game and he's simply taking kickoff. That's it. Oh. To win his final cap and say goodbye. But wait, <laughs> he's doing it in a suit. Not in his <laughs> kit, but he's wearing a suit. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a dinner suit. I would like to imagine it was a full tuxedo. He's going to walk onto the pitch and uh, and just take kickoff in this in this suit. Fuck I mean, me. that is. I don't know what to. I don't know whether I'm. I like no, this idea or I find exactly, it disgusting. I think the same thing. I can't decide whether that's brilliant or shit. I hope yeah. he just uh, then leaves as well and just walks out. And doesn't He's even not even drive staying off. around to watch the game. Yeah, doesn't yeah. drive off, but walks to wherever his next destination is, on foot. Right, I've just I've just found this story. It's from last week in the mail. Let's uh, get some detail on this. Um, David Silva will take honorary kickoff as Spain's special guest during a friendly with Bosnia. So you know, big game to do it in. Yep. Manchester City midfielder retired from international duty after the World Cup. But his feats will be celebrated on November 18th. Uh, although the fixture will not count as official international appearance, Silva will be rewarded with a special cap by UEFA to mark his 100-plus games for his country. Let's get to the bit about the fucking suit. <laughs> Come on, Sam. I'll let this blah, 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 blah. Doesn't mention the suit. But uh. Martin Tyler explicitly said yesterday he'll be wearing a suit. Nah, Tyler wouldn't get that uh, wrong. No, I, I I would like the idea of him coming out a bit like Brian Ferry, dinner yeah. suit, but with a bow tie undone, <laughs> perhaps holding a glass of champagne. Yeah, definitely a flute of champagne. 
a flute of champagne and maybe a cigarette in a cigarette holder. Oh, definitely, no. yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Sophisticated. Yeah, I think this, is, this probably is a good thing. I can't see Rooney doing it. It's no. the sort of thing, and I don't know, we don't want to get, we've done enough Roy Keane stuff, but I now, because we do so much of our Roy Keane Odyssey, I can't hear stories like this without thinking automatically, what would Roy Keane make of this? <laughs> and I don't want to go deep into it, speculating, and maybe our listeners can just think about that, but imagine, at some point, this is going to come across Roy Keane's desk, yeah. isn't it? It's I don't be know, how, Roy, how, how does Roy Keane stay updated on the goings-on in the football world? Does I'm he not have sure. like, a, some work experience who bring him cuttings? I think he's probably... some things out so he doesn't have to see things that they know that will enrage him or upset he's him. He's probably still got Tony Laughlin on a retainer who <laughs> yeah. rings him up. Or just doesn't ring him up because Roy can't work the phone properly. Tony yeah. probably just pops around every morning and gives him all the, the information the he needs. Yeah, Roy makes a cup of tea in the spider yeah. hole. yeah. And then, uh, and then he comes in. What's his name again? Tony Laughlin. Tony Laughlin comes into the spider hole and he goes, "Morning, Tony. You got my stories for me there." <laughs> and he just updates him on various things, very much like the things we talk about, just yeah. the important goings on in the football world of the last week. He goes, uh, "Okay, so you know, City beat United three-one. What? And he goes, the fucking did goes, what? <laughs> fucking typical. Fucking no heart. Blah blah blah. Fucking Paul Pogba. What a fucking joke. Blah 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 blah." <laughs> Um, Charlie Austin lost it. Good, good man. I like that. I like that. I like passion. He'll get a fine for that, will he? Yeah, he'll get a fine. Yeah, good. I hope it's a big one. Tell him I'll pay it. Tell him, him, in fact, do you know what? Tell him, arrange a meeting with me and him. I want to see if he'll play for Ireland. (laughs) Um, So we'll update him on that. And then finally go, is there anything else? Tony Laughlin goes, uh, and he shuffles the papers around and goes, oh, no, no, boss, nothing else. Are you sure there? I can see one story you're going to put, put at the back. Are you hiding? Don't don't be hiding something from me, Tony. I can take it. Tell me what else is happening. Uh, you know your man, David Silver. Ah, yeah. We fella. Place for City. Fucking joke. Joke of a man. Yeah, that, that's it. That um, <laughs> He's uh, retired. He's retired from international football. Pathetic. Did he... <laughs> Did he tell? Did he fall out with his manager? Did he? Did he? Did he tell his manager to stick it up his bollocks? Did he call him an English cunt? No, he just retired because he felt he'd achieved enough. What a joke! What's he achieved? He's won the World Cup and two European Championships. <laughs> Pathetic. And he thinks that he should keep going. That, uh, uh, forget that. Forget what you've done in the past. Anyway, what's he done? Well, he's gonna say a goodbye to the national side. Uh, by taking kickoff in a game against Bosnia. Um, but there's something else, boss. He's going to be wearing a suit. <laughs> You've never seen a man... He's wearing a what? <laughs> You've ever seen a man smash up a spider hole? <laughs> <laughs> what he does is he just starts burrowing deeper into the hole. Yeah. Like a madman. Thrashing away at the, at the earth. <laughs> like a mechanical mole. He just yeah. starts like scraping at the dirt and going deeper and deeper because he wants to get away from um, 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 a human race that just disgusts and disappoints him. He wants to get and away. And the from... only way he's decided he can do that is to go deeper into his hole. He wants he eventually... to get away from the feelings in his head from what he's just <laughs> yeah. heard, but he can't. Just because they're some in days there. You just got to keep digging. Go as deep as you can. Keane's current spider hole is 600 feet below sea level. <laughs> when I heard that about David Silver, it was one of the worst days of my life. I dug 200 feet that day, in one fucking day. I thought I never, to myself... I, I, 
<laughs> Welcome to hell. <laughs> but Charlie Austin was good, wasn't he? Like, it was. Charlie it, Austin was... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was really good because it was different and it was impassioned and all of that. And he also had a bloodshot eye as well, which added to the fucking drama of it all. But later in the evening, his girlfriend posted a picture on Twitter uh, and she said, date night is ruined. And it was her and Charlie <laughs> out in a bar somewhere. And Charlie's sitting looking at footage of the incident again on his phone with like a mock angry face. And I just thought, oh, you've fucking, na- you've knacked it now. You've ruined it. What, because it seems so authentic and now he's turning it yeah, into a funny he's thing. It into viral he's going to get content. t-shirts printed up. Yeah, exactly. You start to think that he was advised by an agent and a PR man to do yeah. it. And yeah. go, you're retiring soon, Charlie. You need a thing. Yeah. You need a thing that people know you for. We think there's a chance you you could become the new Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, we're right? going to get you what, a podcast what, or you something like about that? that. Yeah. yeah. Like and he's going, Crunch. oh, the new Bullard. Ooh, yeah, I fancy that. <laughs> Bit of Soccer AM and a podcast and all the rest of it. He goes, yeah, but you've got to do something quirky. Get yourself noticed for being a bit of a character. <laughs> Why don't you lose your shit? We've written a script. We've learned. We just learn this script and just fucking do it all shouty after the game, and, be, and then and then put yourself in the face before you go on and do it. Yeah, so you've got a bloodshot yeah. eye as well. That might have been his own touch. Yeah, I think so. Just just to make it more dramatic. So yeah, I um, uh, I know a guy, a big QPR fan, not my brother, but he's one of his mates who's a rag and bone man by trade, <laughs> and right. he. Charlie Austin, he drank drinking this pub in West London, and Charlie Austin came in there one night with um, one of the QPR coaches when he was playing for QPR, and this was a massive QPR pub where like they a lot of the fans drink in the week, and he's walked in and it was when he was the club's star striker and they yeah. were chasing promotion, and I'm not going to name the rag and bone man because he, he's an old mate really, but he he's a bit in your face when he sees you in a pub and he's come over he's going I can't believe it Charlie Austin drinking in our pub you're a hero mate you're an absolute legend and Charlie's like yeah cheers mate cheers 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 what are you drinking I'll buy you a drink mate you're an absolute legend I can't believe you're drinking in our pub it's fucking great come on you arse and he's gone yeah yeah cheers mate cheers cheers and he's carried on in his face quite a long time (laughs) and in the end Charlie Austin's gone quite politely and I've heard this from several eyewitnesses he's gone uh, tell you what, mate, it's lovely chatting to you. Really appreciate all your support. Only I've got to talk to my mate now because we're supposed to be having a, a bit of a meeting, yeah. right? My mate, the Rag and Bone Man, has immediately given it. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> and Charlie's going, what, what do you mean, mate? We've had a nice chat. It's just I like got. Oh, I see. Too fucking good to talk to the cunts who pay your fucking wages. I get it. I get it. No, it's fine, mate. I get it. You come in my pub. Oh, you'll take my drink, but then it's like, no, you're the Mister Big Billy Big Bollocks, aren't you? You ain't got time to talk to the little men like me, the ones who come over and away, right? Thick and thin, win, lose or draw, in the pouring rain, waiting you to watch you put out that dog shit, right? And he's gone, Charlie Austin, who we can now see has got a temper on him. Has yeah. lost him. I mean, fuck's sake, mate! I've been perfectly polite to you. This is out of order. You're in my face, and now you're just being rude. Anyway, cut a long story short. It's all allegations, by the way, Charlie Austin's lawyers. They've ended up having a bit of a roll around on the fucking carpet in this pub because things have escalated that quick, right? No lie, 
Charlie Austin has ended up getting his fucking shoulder dislocated Whoa. in this melee, right? And has had to have something like two months off on the sideline, which the club say is a training injury. Everyone knows in this QPR pub that it's the fucking rag and bone man's fault, right? <laughs> and he, as a result, is banned from the pub because they're all QPR season ticket holders and they're chasing promotion. And this fella has just fucking put their star striker out for two months. <laughs> and the only reason I know, I mean, I, we found out, was that my brother wasn't in the pub that night, but when he tried to arrange on an, a, a few weeks later to meet the Rag and Bone Man in this <laughs> yeah. particular pub, can't go he there, went, mate. No, I, can't, I can't meet you there. <laughs> and he went, why not? And he went, he went, well, you always go there. Why? Like, no, nah, I don't like it there anymore. <laughs> so my brother did a bit, and he wouldn't tell my brother why, because he knew he'd be cross. He's done some digging. They said, yeah, didn't you know? That's why Charlie Austin's out for fucking two months. He came in here and he had a fight with him and now he's banned. <laughs> and a bloodshot so, Who knows? That could problems. be an urban myth, I should say, but it's a good story. Oh, yeah. You've just legally qualified that by saying it could be an urban myth. I think that gets yeah, us off the fine, hook. that's fine, mate. Don't worry about that. It's fine. I think it gets us off the hook there. Right, that's yeah. all we've got time for, unless you've got something else you want to talk about. Well, I wasn't sure whether to say so or not because it reflects badly on my mum, who actually is, you know, at heart <laughs> very liberally minded and is a lovely woman. But yesterday when we went around for Sunday lunch, when I was leaving, I gave her a kiss on the cheek mm. and she went, oh, you smell nice. Because I don't know, I think put, I'd had a shave and put some, you know, fancy smelling cream on probably. Yeah. And I went, oh, thanks. And she went, you smell like a fucking Nancy boy. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. She sort of, with one hand she gave and with another hand she took away. And the thing is, listen, my mum's not a homophobe. She said it because she knew it would make me laugh. Yeah. And maybe she did think that I, it was an effeminate, it was a feminine <laughs> scent. And if it was, it was. But she said it was nice. So that, but it did make me laugh because she went, you smell nice. And I went, thanks. And then she sort of <laughs> muttered under her breath. So yeah. only I could hear. Yeah. You smell like a fucking Nancy boy. <laughs> I don't care. I like that. Of course you do. I'll put You're more cream on today. Yeah, I'm a metrosexual fellow. I'll put fucking more on. Good for you, mate. News without news. Let's end with some news without news before we go. Three headlines. Tell us if you click on them or not, Sam. Rate them out of ten. David Beckham, super fan who spent twenty k to look like Idol. Lucky to be alive. Mm, yeah, I'd give that an eight. I, I want to see this twat. First you want to see him, then you want to find out why he's looking at you being alive, exactly. Um, yeah. Teen nearly trampled as he obliviously jogs across race course wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eight. But Fucking it very teens, much dependent. you know what I mean? Yeah, but Fucking millennials. Yeah, he's probably probably listening to a fucking Garrison Keeler podcast, yeah. wasn't he? Dirty bastard. And finally, woman sues her ex-boyfriend because his abnormally long penis stretched her vagina. Oh, no. I don't like that. Uh, five. <laughs> that's I end on a like low that. point there, then. Yeah, that's that's really horrible. That's really put me in a sad mood. I'm sorry about that, you Nancy boy. Um, <laughs> right, we're back on Wednesday with part six of the Keen Odyssey. It's going to stretch to seven parts because we didn't get it finished last week. Uh, so look out for that on Wednesday Friday there'll be another episode of look ahead to the weekend coming up and also as a bonus if you've got a radio or digital radio we're going to be on TalkSport aren't we this Friday night between 10pm and 1am 
Top Flight Time Machine are doing a takeover of mm-hmm. the sports bar on TalkSport Friday night, 10, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., which is, is quite good because in the past we've done together more Saturday and Sunday morning shows, haven't we? And we've yeah. done um, the afternoon, the Hawksby and Jacobs slot together we once have. recently. And that's all good. But during those hours, especially when you do the afternoons, there's a high chance that, uh, you know, the bosses are listening. So you yeah. have to rein shit in. You can't be talking about fanny powder. <laughs> yeah, and, there's certain expectations, and, and, isn't there? Yeah. But the 10 till 1, it feels right for us. It's the first time we've done this slot on Talk Sport, and it feels right for Top Flight Time Machine to stage a takeover because I reckon Friday night, the bosses aren't going to be listening. No. We can go full fanny powder. Yeah. You know, we can do Garrison Keeler wanking in a bush. We can Talk, do Matt Judkins shitting yeah. out of a tree. We oh, can go course, through yeah. the fu- the fucking full greatest fucking hits. We can even get a phone call from fucking Brian <laughs> Eno or Brian Ferry if we're lucky. <laughs> and we're taking over from the two mics as well, so we'll be able to have lots of opinions about things. Passionate opinions, because yeah. that's what the game's all about. Hey, the game is all about opinions. That's Talking what it's about. Points. Yeah. So listen out for so that. Anyway, we- everyone... everyone you were being all polite, right? Oh, if you're not doing anything, you've got a radio. Fuck that, right? Get involved in this. You've all been listening to this shit we've done for you for free. Yeah. Right? It's all very well coming on Twitter and going, oh, yeah, it's a good podcast, right? Fucking get involved. Get we're on getting paid for this on Friday night. Get on right? the phone, talk to us. Fucking get on the phone, send in funny shit, listen the fuck out of it. Because, you know, if not, then with you bastards, it's all taken, no give. Yeah. And then the two mics will be back next week and the status quo is resumed and who wants that? Yeah, they'll never have us back again either way, won't. so let's just we make the most of it. We did say that last time. Uh, right, that's it from Time Machine for today. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and just fucking keep doing what you do. Just keep going and just remember one step at a time. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.